0: This is a Lip Media podcast. Uh, yes, the chickens that are blocking the road and the rest of you chickens. Uh, <laughs> today's podcast is again brought to you by Dondi B and her big bag of beans. Um, <laughs> and we are continuing to find out what, what is going on with the ambulance in the traffic jam in the Doctor Who TV movie from 1996. <laughs> Doctor and Grace have run away from the Master uh, because they've worked out that Ambo Man is not who he thinks he is because he's spitting space goo at them. Um, uh, So they run through the chicken-stopped traffic uh, to find a motorcycle policeman. uh, And he goes to pull something out of his pocket and... Grace says he's British, uh, which somehow stops the policeman shooting him. Um, what a strange world we live in, where Americans don't shoot each other. Uh, and the doctor gives him a jelly baby? <laughs> And then while he's eating the jelly baby, the doctor takes his gun off him and points it at his own chest, uh, which is like, you know, I'll I'll shoot myself if you don't give me a bike. Um, Then Grace takes the gun off him and shoots the motorbike. And then they steal the motorbike. And then uh, Chang Lee and the master chase them in the ambulance. And it's a car chase. It goes forever. Uh, It's just a proper American made-for-TV movie car chase. Like, it's, it's inconsequential, but it's probably meant to be exciting it's this is why when i watch i don't know if you've ever watched the tv show arrow but that's one of those shows i watch when i'm folding the washing or you know doing other things um because it's a lot of fighting and it's the same fight every week <laughs> like it's just like oh it's a fight sequence yeah, we'll just do the same one we did last week. Um, I mean, they may be different. I don't really pay that much attention to them. Uh, but they tell you everything that's happening. Uh, so, anyway, car chase, car chase, car chase. Uh, Chang Lee and the master have an amusing conversation in the ambulance. Uh, at one point, Lee goes, Oh, you kill me. And the master's like, You want me to kill you? <laughs> He's like, no, you make me laugh. He goes, well, I'm glad someone's amused. It's the weirdest conversation. Uh, So, Grace and the doctor, while they're riding in the car chase, she's really into him. She's like, oh, I've met the perfect guy, and he's from outer space. It's like, what is your problem, lady? You just got dumped. He's wearing your ex's shoes. Like, Like, you were at the opera, like, two hours ago. And then, oh, my God. Seriously. I know, well, maybe that was the night before she was at the opera, but this is the very next day. Like, talk about rebound. Like, check yourself, lady. Um, Anyway, they arrive finally on their motorbike at the Institute of Institutes. I don't know what it's called. (laughs) And the ambulance is there already. Uh, Grace has got an invitation to this party because she's on the board of trustees. Um, but And she is unsuccessful, however, after they get into the party, of blagging her way through security to the atomic clock thing that the doctor needs. She's like, why can't you just change into another species? And he's like, oh, I can when I die. And it's like, oh, the doctor can change species. That's interesting. Um, They meet the boss of the Institute of Institutes and the doctor says, oh, I'm half human on my mother's side, Uh, which is a very strange thing to say. But maybe this is part of the species changing that's happening. Um, Maybe the the trauma of the anaesthetic made him half human. I don't know because that's never come up since before or since Um, uh, so they go to the clock uh, the big atomic clock up on the big level upstairs uh, and the doctor pulls out this tiny little component (laughs) Grace is like oh it's you no, know, it's not very big. And he goes, yeah, they say that on my planet as well. Um, its uh, I think that's a rude joke in Doctor Who. Uh, so they're stopped by security and the doctor's like, oh, now on the midterm, choose the second question, not the third. The third one seems easier, but choose the second. And then he gives him a jelly baby and they wander off. And the security guy's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then he's like, oh, that's Gareth. He's a future seismologist. And he's going to be able to detect earthquakes. It's like, Okay. <laughs> He's working security at this party. I guess it's, you know, the millennium. It's You take who you can get. Um, I did a lot of weird jobs. And I think I did three gigs that, that millennium night. There was no one at any of them. No one was at any parties anywhere on the millennium. Everyone just went, nah, can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, so, where did I end up? I ended up at some party. It's like a... a maybe at the Sydney My Music Bowl, but like in the daytime. Um, it was a long night. Uh, and it was I was counting down to my first annual 29th birthday. Anyway, why are we talking about my millennium? So the Doctor and Grace come across a bunch of security guys covered in master snot. And they're like, oh, the master's clearly here. Uh, the Doctor sets off an alarm. And Grace is like, why did you do that? He's like, I liven things up. Uh, <laughs> so everyone's running around the alarm. Uh, they go up onto the roof and then abseil down using <laughs> the fire hose. Are they abseil down to the police car that's just arrived. It's very strange. And then they get back on their police motorcycle and ride off. And Grace like starts asking about her future. She's like, oh, you told Gareth his future. What's my future? He's like, I can't tell you, Grace. It's a secret. Um, and they get to the TARDIS. Uh, and then a motorcycle's r- coming towards them. And as they open the door, and the motorcycle goes in the TARDIS, and then comes back out again, and and he's gone. Uh, meanwhile, the cloister bell is ringing, bang bang. We all know that means a disaster. Um, I do love that it didn't ring for you know eighteen years, and then now it's rung every seven minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Grace weirdly knows about interdimensional transference when they cross over from going from the outside to the inside of the TARDIS. It's very, like, she's kind of okay with it. And the Doctor turns on the scanner, um, and it's the entire roof. Uh, the whole roof is the scanner now, instead of just, like, a tiny little TV. Uh, you know, he's upgraded. Uh, so, he says the Eye of Harmony's been open for too long, and... Grace becomes possessed and knocks the Doctor out. And now, with the Eye of Harmony... Now, this is a weird theory that I've had. So, in The Deadly Assassin, we're told that the Eye of Harmony is at the centre of Gallifrey. And it powers their ability to travel in time. But there's an Eye of Harmony also in the centre of the TARDIS. So, what I think is... And this may be contradicted by later episodes. um, But... I reckon that it's like a Bluetooth connection. <laughs> but no, but like, so it gets its power. They're linked, like, you know, spooky action at a distance. Is that what Einstein used to call it? Like the quantum entanglement. So the Eye of Harmony in the TARDIS is entangled with the Eye of Harmony on Gallifrey. So all of the TARDISes are linked And that's how they manage to travel through time. Like it's some sort of bouncing around quantum bit of business. Uh, Look, my science is not great. (laughs) I understand enough to enjoy science fiction, but not enough to know exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, this is my theory, that it's not the Eye of Harmony. I mean, it is the Eye of Harmony, but it's the one on Gallifrey, and it's, like, in the TARDIS at the same time, like, Schrodinger's cat. Like, it's in two places at once. It's in two states. And it's... Look, is it making any sense? No? Yes. I like it. That's my theory. I'm running with it. It's, it's space Bluetooth. <laughs> it's... <laughs> anyway, they're linked. Uh, that's probably the easier way of saying it. That's how, you, like, Russell T. Davis would write it. They're linked, uh, instead of trying to explain all the science. he <laughs> just go, yes, they're space-linked. <laughs> I do love that about Russell T. Davis. He's gone, yeah, some science thing. Space-link. Um, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, the Doctor's been knocked out by Grace, uh, and she is possessed now. Her eyes are black, and... Uh, she and Leigh wheel the doctor on a gurney into the cloister chamber, and the master turns up in robes and the doctor's like, Oh, time enough to change, because I always dress for the occasion. I love him. He is super camp. Um, then he's like, Lee is the son I always yearn for. And he gives him a little kiss. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. I love it. I, I love camp master. Um, I mean, he's always been kind of camp. <laughs> Uh, so the doctor's pleading with, with Chang Li, saying like, please, please, look, this is, this is the truth. It's, you know, the master's been lying to you. And then we're at the hospital party, New Year's Eve party for some reason. And the morgue guy is like having a while of a time. Uh, then we're at the Institute of Institutes where the boss is meditating about his clock. I don't know. And the, the doctor's strapped into some eye opening thing like he's in a clockwork orange. Um... Oh, that is a reference to an R-rated movie. Don't look that up. It's very, very disturbing. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, it is most horrific. Um, But that is, yeah. Uh, So anyway, the Doctor's strapped into the eye-opening thing. And at the Institute, the clock won't start. And the boss is very, very distressed about this. The doctor is pleading with Chang again, who wavers. The Chang's like Chang Lee's like, ah, oh, yeah, am I oh, I don't oh. and then the master just kills him. <gasps> oh Did not see that coming. Okay. Next episode. I mean, it's the same episode, but we'll continue talking about it in my next episode.